When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, 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 welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Greatest Kicks of Your Life. I am one half of your team, Alexander Payne, the other half of your team, the professional Jordan McLaughlin. Back from LA, beating up on my defenseless Lakers. Uh, but before we, you know, get into all things basketball, you were recently featured, featured, not featured, featured in Hoop Mag. Uh, your shoes, you were you got a shout out on Instagram. How did that feel? Yeah, it felt great. You know, uh, for someone that loves sneakers to be hoop uh, to be featured in Hoop Mag, uh, wearing the Kyrie Seven Visions. Um, mm-hmm. Those are one of my favorite shoes, the Kyrie Sevens, to hoop in right now. So to get a little recognition on uh, having some heat on my feet is uh, is great, and I'm looking to keep it going. Did you wear those shoes when you beat the Lakers? I did wear those shoes when we beat the Lakers. <laughs> That's I can't I can't, I can't support that shoe. I don't know how I feel about that shoe. I don't even want to think about that shoe. My question to you is: Do you wear the same pair, or do you scuff them? That's it. One new pair. No, nah, I, I mean I usually go with a kind of a same pair uh, for a while, uh, depending mm-hmm. on what colorway we're wearing. That kind of varies on my kicks. But I got about like say twelve pairs of different Kyrie's that I wear, and I also have a pair, mm-hmm. a couple KDs that I wear. But uh, it just kind of depends on the colorway, and then it also depends on how well, how, how well, or maybe how bad I'm playing in the shoe, uh, whether mm. I keep keep rolling with it or not. And then uh, once it gets a little like cut up, like the stitching starts coming off and stuff, that's probably when I'll you know let them go and donate them to charity or you know do some type of um, f- fundraiser for the shoes. Okay, if you donate those to charity, I will burn those shoes to, to, to not to keep that Laker voodoo away. I gotta get rid of they, they, they can't exist out there, you know. We'll, like we'll, hang, we'll, we'll hang them on a pole line right outside of stables. <laughs> yeah, whatever we gotta do, and I'll do a rain dance so a, a fucking lightning bolt hits those shoes to be like, bring back the spirit of the Lakers, please. Those shoes might do the Space Jam ball effect on him, where it's like he's, the Lakers have no powers now anymore. Take his powers for sure. Yeah. Um, so this episode is going to be a little bit different. We're going like super, super duper old school. Uh, we've talked about Jordans. We've talked about Adidas. Uh, but this one, we want to take it all the way back. We want to take it back to like what some consider the first basketball sneaker or what I consider one of the quintessential basketball sneakers. We're talking about the ones, the real ones, not the Jordan ones. <laughs> not not the Jordan about- ones. <laughs> Numero uno, there's only one sneaker I could think of, and we're talking about the Converse All-Star Chuck Taylors. Before we even talk about the history of the shoe, have you played in the shoe? I know everyone owns a pair of, pair of their shoes, but have you every, played every, Everybody has to have a pair of Converse, whether they're your beater shoe, whatever, whatever you do in the shoe, you have a pair of Converse for sure. 100%. So I, ironically, I have played in a pair of Converse. Um, yes. It wasn't 
official official like ba- competing basketball it was mm-hmm. it was lunchtime <laughs> in middle school <laughs> <laughs> so i got on like jean shorts and a t-shirt and i'm wearing some high top high black top all black chuck taylors and you know everybody at lunchtime in in middle school is like man let's let's hoop let's play ball let's do something like let's just not sit and eat lunch because you know you're a kid so you're like all right, cool. I hoop. So I'm out there in Chuck Taylor's size 11, 11 and a half, big old Chuck Taylor's running up and down the court. Man, my feet were hurting. Right? <laughs> I, I have no idea how back in the day they used to play in those shoes at the highest level. I don't I don't either. Because same thing with you. I played in them as kids, even later wearing them as an adult. Mm-hmm. They tear your feet up tear them up bad have the dogs yeah. hurting <laughs> and you're like hold on a second am i wearing shoes or am i fred flintstoning it right now like am i running around <laughs> and like, trying to start my car right no nah, definitely i like to me the soul is not really that comfortable there's definitely no ankle support so i'll just like i don't see how they did it back in the day that's the one thing too is like if i had a time machine i would just travel back and watch people play in these shoes and be like, how, how is this possible? The canvas rips up your feet. It like grades it and like shreds it. Right. But I mean, back in the day, this is, I guess, 1917, they had bigger problems like polio. They're like, this is nothing. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Crossing each other up. Right. So this is obviously the Converse uh, is the only, I don't know, sneaker footwear around at the time. They're in charge of all athletics. 1917, Converse All-Star Basketball shoe was introduced. Uh, 1923, basketball player named Charles H. Chuck Taylor. I don't know what his stats were. I tried looking them up, but I got all kinds of different things. Where I Nowhere was like, to be found, huh? Yeah, I was like, all right. I mean, I can't. I can't. They so just, they just made this guy up. Yeah, 100%. Like, oh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was Chuck. Chuck, Chuck, Chuck walked in here. Oh, Chuck All-Star. Right. Um. So he walked in, apparently, and was complaining of sore feet, which is, I don't know what they were playing in, dress shoes? I, I, I have no idea. Must have if been. he was complaining of sore feet and they came up with this, <laughs> dinosaur bones or something, I don't know. Probably. So they, uh, they hired him and then he worked as a salesman and he started selling the shoes, which is, I think is kind of uh, crazy, but it's the same, same time. It's kind of beautiful to be like, look, I'm a basketball player. I know what they need. This isn't really working. They need ink. Ankle, they need ankle support. <laughs> right. They need more comfortable sneakers. They need an athletic performance shoe. And this is when they were doing the wraparound. And he did that and he worked as a basketball, uh, uh, an ambassador. Mm-hmm. And eventually he, 1932, he got his name on the shoe. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine this? That's you exclusive me, in 1932. <laughs> yeah. You used to, I remember you were telling me, you said you used to work at Foot Locker, right? Uh, Nike. Yeah. Nike. So yep. could you imagine? That you sold the most shoes, and then eventually, like Jordan, you're going on a shoe. What shoe? Do you, what shoe is your shoe that you're putting your name on? Right now, nah, that's wild. I, I wish that would have happened. I probably wouldn't have won while I was working at Nike, but uh, <laughs> I would I would have been on the list. <laughs> is there any shoe you could think of where you go? I want the Nike Jordan McLaughlin. If I could do that on a shoe, it would definitely. Yeah. It would probably be an Air Max because I feel like Air Maxes are one of the most like worn shoes either air maxes or air force ones air maxes for sure i see like i feel like globally 
are everywhere because I see people from Europe or whatever wearing them. But definitely here in New York, I feel the uptowns I see all the time. Yeah. Uh, for like people in New York. But I mean, like Air Maxes are just global everywhere. Yeah. So you'd have the Air Max Jordan McLaughlin one. Yep. Just from selling shoes. Then three. Yeah. Just from selling shoes. That's that's crazy. Big, big ups to Chuck Taylor, though, man. Yeah. How much was he hustling? Chuck couldn't (laughs) have had a family. (laughs) He had to, he had to be hustling hard. (laughs) So he did that till he eventually passed away in 1969. Uh, these shoes were the shoes that Wilt Chamberlain wore when he scored a hundred points in a basketball game. I mean, technically we can't see it or there's no, you know, there's no proof of it for us, but is that one of, that's a sneaker, that's an iconic sneaker moment, right? That's, that it is. And when I'm thinking like, you've seen the picture of him holding up the sign with the 100, right? Yes. Are the Chuck Taylors in that picture? I don't. I can't recall. No, I don't think so. That like, was, I, I've looked. That was definitely a missed opportunity for Converse to to you know roll with that one, and you know at that time advertising and stuff. But they could have brought it back today in today's advertising and did it. So I was thinking, um, what I looked up uh, about this was uh, they had a, a magazine, mm-hmm. um, the Chuck Taylor All Star Magazine. I was look. I was looking those up. Um, because later on we're going to talk about they got into World War II and everything, but like in the 50s and the 60s when Wilt had worn the shoe, they and they started resuming production of the show after the after the war. Mm-hmm. It's some sort of a uh, American Image Converse basketball yearbook, and then uh, his name Charles Karens he created the cover art. It's basically a guy in Chuck Taylor's doing the layup, mm-hmm. white guy by the way. So it was like yeah, of course layup, <laughs> and then. Uh, <laughs> Should have had bounce pass. That would have been even more. Then that celebrated Converse Worlds in the lives of high school and college athletes. So really, this shoe is the only shoe that I think it was worn on every single level. Mm-hmm. Where it was, you go from whether it be elementary to middle school to high school to college, and then all the way to the top of the level. So this might be the last time, really. Maybe Nike Blazer, where everyone is wearing the same shoe and you can go you can literally see yourself identified with you know like even if someone gets the Kyrie sevens that you get you guys have mm-hmm. custom orthotics in the shoe right right yeah yeah most so, players have custom orthotics so like you know if i get the same shoes if i get the air max jordan mclaughlin ones mm-hmm. it's not going to be as comfortable as the ones that you got or yeah. you know i'm not it's not you know pe exclusive so it's like if you're a young kid and you're playing basketball you can see yourself as like put holding up your own 100 sign right like will where you're like you know or if you only score one point you just turn that sign upside down and it's zero <laughs> zero zero one, one. <laughs> yeah like, right I'm getting to 100 right <laughs> but also the fact of a magazine mm. that's kind of like ahead of its time like i think uh eventually i remember when i was a kid east bay yeah, I was just about to say that. To me, like growing up, that that was the biggest thing that you always looked for uh, every yeah. single week in the mail. You're like, "Mom, Dad, where's the East Bay magazine? I need to go through it, search the catalogs." And then you got yeah. all the specific different sections: men's, women's, basketball, baseball, all the different sporting sections. And I feel like if we, you know, if we were back in that time, I felt like the the Chuck Taylor magazine would have been the East Bay. 
Oh, without a doubt, that would have been the one where you probably would have seen Wilt's 100-point game. You would have seen what was going on college basketball. You would have mm-hmm. seen what was going on in high school, uh, collegiate arts, or uh, basketball as well. And it's like that level of influence is something that it can still be seen to this day through mm-hmm. the culture of sneakers. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to know that Converse was the first one to come up with that. And right. You know, and Ch- I think there is a ma- there is one you could buy right now with Chuck Taylor's autograph on it. But then again, who knows if Chuck Taylor ever really existed? Right. Who is this guy? <laughs> yeah, I don't really know. I think this this, this this dude never existed. I'm just I kept looking him up. I was like, where is this guy? There's another thing I want to ask you about, and this is the only time I think mm-hmm. this has ever happened. But Chuck Taylor at one point shut down their manufacturing of the shoes during World War II mm-hmm. to make shoes for soldiers, uh, you know, making the Hitler stumper ones. Uh, <laughs> my question to you is, what, if that had to happen again, and we had to go fight Nazis, what sneaker company, what brand do you think would make the shoe for the United States enlisted forces? I feel like the company to do that, well, you can't shut down Nike. Nike, I don't think would do it. They would lose a lot of money doing that. Same mm-hmm. with probably Adidas. I can't see Under Armour doing it. So I'd, I, my guess would be, I'd say it'd be Converse again. Um, really? I, yeah. I personally, I, well, I feel like it'd be a great marketing opportunity for them, uh, yeah. you know, for them to say they're redoing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's probably the only fitting shoe other than Nike. Well, they, they would use Nike's technology because Converse and Nike mm-hmm. are combined now, but, um, with that type of technology, I think they'd be able to make the appropriate, uh, footwear for, uh, soldiers. I still think the one that came to my head when I thought of it was Under Armour right mm-hmm. away. I was like, Under Armour, Under Armour yeah. would totally do this. I mean, they already make a lot of stuff for combat sports. Right. It's like that would just be an easy layup where it's like, yeah. you know, you could see a guy on the scout team wearing the, the Steph Curry uh, <laughs> ones or whatever. It's like, I don't know. Right. I just, I was like, Under Armour could definitely make shoes for the United States and listen. Yeah. And they definitely could use their slogan. I don't know if you remember their slogan from about, it was maybe 10 plus years ago. You remember their slogan? Under Armour? Slogan? Yeah. No, what was Under Armour's marketing slogan? We must protect this house. Remember that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, they, they yeah. yeah, so they definitely could. I could see that they could run with something like that. They've already got the yeah right there. Right. Stop terrorism. <laughs> we must protect this house. Just a bunch of soldiers. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Getting all hype Ooh, for right? sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. Like this converse has domination span from the tens all the way up eventually to the seventies when they started to lose it. That's when Puma came in the game. That's when Adidas came in the game. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's when Nike came in the game. And at that point, design and technology had caught up with Converse, mm-hmm. and it kind of to eat them up. And it's hard to say, you know, I mean, the shoes are always be around forever. But eventually, I think, you know, around the time 1999 to 2000s, that's when they really started to wane. They went file for bankruptcy. And then eventually... Nike came in, swooped up, bought them for cheap. They yep. still make Converse shoes, um, and they run separately. 
um, you know, Converse has had some pretty good athletes, though, that, you know, are rarely ever mentioned. You know, I think we've had Dwayne Wade at one yeah. point. They had Rodman at one point. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Wilt Chamberlain. Basically, they had everyone before any other shoe came out. Right, for sure. You know? And you know what's crazy? I remember having a pair of the Dwayne Wade Converse shoes. You did? I did. I do. I, they were the black, white, and red pair when he was with yeah. the Heat. And uh, it was a it was a pretty good shoe. I kind of liked it. I wasn't, you know, it wasn't my go to shoe, but you know, being in middle school and elementary school, I thought it was a pretty good shoe at the time. Okay, so it was a solid one. It was a cheaper cost, right? It was like hundred. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. It wasn't it wasn't too bad compared to other shoes at that time. But you got them for Dwayne because it was like these. Are I got it for Dwayne. Dwayne Dwayne was a uh, one of my top players uh, when he was you know wearing the three, doing the cabbage patch after dunking on people. Yeah. Yeah, when he was flashed, he's definitely uh, one of the top players of all time. I agree with you. I I think so, too. I think Converse, because, I mean, the most recent ones in my memory are Robin and Mm D-Wade, and they're two players that stand out, let alone on the court with the effort, but just in terms of personal style. Mm -hmm. I'm like, the fact that Converse gave a shoot to these two guys, I'm like, big ups to them, because they're for thinking, you know, it's like, I remember when I was a kid, Rodman was considered a strange guy, but mm-hmm. now every girl in Brooklyn dresses like Dennis Rodman. So <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't know. Maybe Converse is really on to something. They knew what they were doing. They were like, right. well, you're not going to like it, but your kids are going to love it. Yep. So, <laughs> shout out to them for doing that for Dennis Rodman. Um, so obviously we're going to talk a little bit later about some other things, but I want to talk now about maybe Converse's future because mm-hmm. now they're back. Yeah. We're at the point now where we see, I think in, I, I read earlier around 2012, all their, all their, their uh, people who wore their shoes disappeared. It was Ellen Brand, Carlos Arroyo, uh, Kirk Heinrich, everyone else went on to different shoes. Mm-hmm. And then now in 2019, Kelly Oubre Jr. Yeah. is the first one back. And now Converse is back on the scene and he's also kind of a flashy player mm-hmm. in terms of personal style off the court. Yeah. And he's modeling the shoes. I mean, you think this you do you agree that this is a conscious decision by yeah, Converse? Yeah, definitely. They're trying to, you know, have a resurgence in their brand. Um mm-hmm. they I feel like they know they're not gonna be able to compete with you know, other brands like Adidas and Under Armour, but for them to mm-hmm. branch out, uh, you know, a basketball side of their brand and get, you know, fashion icons like a Kelly Oubre or you have Shea Gilgis Alexander, these younger, uh, you know, these younger athletes that a lot of the young generation can relate to is, is a great selling point in itself. And their sneakers don't look that bad. <laughs> They don't. They 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 don't at all. You've never played any of the. Conference I've never games. played any. Uh, my friend Anthony Melton. Yeah, my friend D'Anthony yeah. Melton. He's uh sponsored by Adidas or Converse, and I, I like the low top pairs that they have. I'm not a big fan of the high tops, but I like the low top ones that him and I. I think Shea wears them as well. Yeah, Shea Gillis Alexander, uh, Rudy Gay, PJ. Tucker wears them sometimes. Um, Draymond Green is also sponsored. He signed to Converse mm-hmm. as well. Right. And before that, I believe Draymond was a big Nike hyper dunk guy. Yeah. And I think this shoe, he's obviously for reason, 
it makes sense they switch to. But I'm wondering because now they're owned by Nike, mm-hmm. and I'm wondering how do you use a brand obviously that is like global. You know, it's like grandfathered into everyone's minds, I think, all over the world, mm-hmm. where it's like, how do you decide their athletes? Because it seems like, you know, other than Shay, I would say, but like Kelly, Oubre, Draymond, they're outspoken people. So it's like mm-hmm. when they look to sign an athlete, I don't I wonder is Converse going, OK, we're not looking to sign like the biggest or certain type of player. We're looking to sign like a boisterous type of player, player yeah. like, you know. Yeah, right? most most influential. Like uh, yeah. that's that's the day that's the day of age it is right now. You're looking for, you know, who has the most followers, who has the most impact, uh the most outreach uh with their following, like who can engage with their audience and and that's what generates sales. You know, like I said, the young generation is very, you know, impressionable and influenced by these big name figures. Uh you see these guys on TV, you see them donating to charities you see them everywhere and you're like i want to be like him when i grow up i want to be on tv i want to be a superstar i want to make this uh all this money that they're making Mm -hmm. and when um you know when companies are looking into that for their brand that's that's what they're looking for people that can reach their following and generate sales would you if converse approached you and was like hey would you want to be a converse uh Mm -hmm. uh athlete would you do it uh, I believe I believe I would. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, uh, another thing with Converse athletes. So I know a lot of them, a lot of their contracts are they only have to wear the Converse on court, their their basketball apparel. Oh, so they're still yeah. they're still allowed to wear, you know, other brands off the court. Yeah. And I, so if, if I could do a deal like that, I, I would love to do something like that. That would be great. Oh, I th- for sure. I mean, if you know. On the court, it's like you got to do is wear Converse, and then off the court, you can wear whatever you want. Let me ask you this, though. They're like, all right, I'm, I'm the Converse exec, you know, junior Nike executive. And I'm going, Jordan, we love what you're doing out there. We love how you're playing. Yeah. But we need you to be a little bit more flashier. So we're going to need you to dye your beard blonde. And and we got to do. That's all it's going to take, Jordan. Just, just a blonde beard. <laughs> Look, we're following in the D-Wade and the Dennis Rodman. And the Rodman. Okay, how, what do you say? Um, I'm going to have to respectfully decline. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I could pull off a blonde beard. <laughs> I thought this guy wanted to make a deal. I don't understand. It's not, it's not, it's not converse material. That's what he was saying. They didn't, they didn't mention yeah. that on a phone call. They could have uh, saved us a trip over here. <laughs> they get you in the room and they just pull one of those little, <laughs> little things down. And they go, what do you think? Right. <laughs> yeah. Wrap it up. Let's go. Yeah. All right. We're out. We're out. We're out. out. Uh, They even um, they they've remodeled the shoe recently. uh, The Converse to make it a bit more comfortable. They have the Converse Chuck Taylor Mm Two, which features current Nike Air Tech, so it's actually a bit more comfortable. The insoles a lot better. Has padded canvas. um, Features a lunar lawn insole. I don't know if anyone's ever used those, but they're actually pretty nice. Um, some of them can sit deeper. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just depends on you and how deep you want your uh, foot to sit in the shoe. Uh, the notable changes is that basically they move the wraparound strip that's on the shoe and the premium canvas has higher quality stitching and has a no slip tongue. Uh, so yeah, right now canvas, uh, Converse is still alive and they're back and they're under Nike and Nike, I think, is really, I think, using them as a testing ground for new tech. 
mm-hmm. to say, hey, you know, how do we feel about this? And can we get this to work in our better premium model shoes? And, you know, shout out to Nike. I mean, they brought them back. They brought back an American staple. And, you know, you can't let the the boys out there not, uh, you know, go unprotected, you know, while they're fighting for their country. Right. Definitely. So this next shoe is the one that kind of changed the game. It started to shake loose Converse's hold on the basketball sneaker game. And I remember you saying earlier that you played in these shoes, mm-hmm. if I'm yeah. correct. And that shoe is the Adidas Pro Model. Yep, one of my one of my all-time favorite shoes. So this shoe came out, I believe, 1965. Uh, it was before the prestigious superstar Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Say that five mm-hmm. times fast. <laughs> wore those sneakers at yep. UCLA, and that's crosstown rivals to Jordan's alma mater, yeah. USC. Uh, I wanted to ask you. Uh, it was competing with Converse at the time. Mm-hmm. Who was? Who was? Um, was USC sponsored by yeah. uh who were they sponsored by? We were spo- we were sponsored by Nike. Okay. You wouldn't happen to know Crosstown Rivals was US UCLA sponsored by Adidas? They, or were they Nike too? Hey, I don't I was No, UCLA is Adidas. They at the time they were Adidas. Uh uh-huh. they've switched twice now since then. They've gone from Adidas to Under Armour for a year or two, and they're now Jordan brand. Uh, shout out to Russell Westbrook for them for that. Yeah. Um, so, but they've they've switched around. But I believe like over several years ago, they they've been Adidas. Let me ask you a question. So, when you saw them walking in and wearing Adidas sneakers, did mm-hmm. you kind of go in your mind? You're like, we're about to kill. Them. <laughs> <laughs> we're about to kill these guys. <laughs> I mean, yes, for the most part. I mean, that so for some people that does go into their college decision. Like when you're being recruited by these different types of colleges, uh, my my final four choices were USC, UCLA, Kansas, and Indiana. And mm. I believe maybe USC was only the Nike school. I know Indiana was Nike at at once, but I mm. think they switched over to Adidas, I believe. So I had mm-hmm. one Nike school and three Adidas schools in my in my final top four. Um, and you went with SC because of Nike? Not necessarily, but oh, okay. that but that does like but like I'm saying that plays a you know that does play a, a huge role in some of these these kids' decisions in picking their their college choices. Yeah, I mean this shoe. Uh, I mean, it came out in '65, mm-hmm. and this is a shoe that. I'm going to go out there and say this. This is one of the reasons this and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and other players, this is the new shoe on the block. Everybody wanted to wear this shoe. This is now the cool shoe. Converse right. is now old school. This is a shoe that, I mean, even though Michael Jordan wore the Converse pro leather mm-hmm. in at UNC, eventually when he would leave UNC, he wanted to be signed to Adidas. And I believe it's because of shoes like the pro model and also the superstar and i'm wondering though like why did you like the pro model because what i from what i remember wearing of the pro model it was a hot shoe like it's Mm -hmm. premium leather like it's a beautiful sneaker but it's heavy right and it's like yeah 
Well, it is a little heavy. And at the time, when I would I would wear them mostly while I was playing AAU. And so AAU, okay. when you're playing travel ball, AAU, whatever people call it, you're playing three, three to four games in a day. So you're playing at like 8 a.m., 12 yeah. p.m., 3 p.m., and then 6 or 9. So you're playing three or four games in that day. And, uh, you know, a lot of the kids wear ankle braces. And so wearing my ankle braces fitting in the pro models, uh, I felt like that helped a lot. And uh, also, okay. I just I love the design of them being able to change the three stripes on the side, like, you know, at that eight o'clock game in the morning, you could be wearing one, uh, one color, you have reversible jerseys, and you're wearing another color. And then in between games, you just change the stripes to match your uniforms. So that's why I just I really thought it was a cool, unique shoe that you're able to change and style it how you want to style it every and make it look different every single time. Because it's interesting that you say that because the style, yes, but when it first came out, it was uh, actually blamed for causing injuries mm -hmm. and it's high top upper because it said it didn't support ankles right. very well. And however, the leather revamp is what made it the more all out around shoe where it was like, okay, this can actually support us. And it became one of the top selling shoes of all time. Mm -hmm. uh i believe this is the first shoe to come up with the herringbone traction mm -hmm. and that's something that we still see today yeah it definitely is um i was when i was doing my research um i had saw the three other popular shoes that this uh herringbone traction is in was the Kyrie ones the kd7s mm -hmm. and the kobe nines and for those of you that don't know what the herring traction is it's basically a material on the sole of the shoe, which is intended to prevent slippage of the shoe. Mm -hmm. So the reason why you have Kobe, Kyrie, K uh, KD, guys like these wearing these shoes, they're they're making different type of cuts and plants, and they're for having this uh, technology uh, placed on their sneakers allows them to make those unique and you know difficult cuts and different footwork things on the court, and that's what the the herringbone traction is. And that's 1965. That's like, you know, black and white TVs. And it still really hasn't gotten too much better than that, which is absolutely amazing to be like, okay. And that's the one thing that is amazing about people who make sneakers is mm -hmm. that you not only have to look forward to where it's going, you have now have to look back to the past and go, right. Okay, what shoes got the best traction mm -hmm. and who and needs the best traction? Right. And then they're also trying to figure out what they can do to change it and, and make it better if if possible, which is it's just crazy. So when you played in these shoes, did this was Adidas camp? This is AAU. Did every uh, did everyone else play in these shoes? Yeah, we all else? we all we all mostly had the same shoe. That was basically our our, our team shoe, I guess you could call it. Um, my favorite ones are the the glossier patent leather looking ones. I'm okay. not a huge fan of just the straight full leather. So we had the glossier uh, patent leather ones uh, back when we played in AAU. Yeah, and these shoes also, too, not only did they work for basketball, they also doubled as well as tennis. Mm -hmm. uh, eventually, they became low cut, and that became something else. And then uh, I believe the guy's name is Wilhelm uh, Bungert. Was a signature, it was his signature shoe. And then that's when eventually mm -hmm. you get the superstar, where you get the low cut. And mm -hmm. I'm kind of thinking for me when I think of like, oh, what shoe did what kind of the superstar did, which is a high top and go to low cut. 
obviously mm-hmm. Kobe's line, which you were talking about with the traction, which is uh, when Kobe signed with Nike, he had the high top uh, one, two, and three. And then he and started the, going low. And then he started going low. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Adidas did it right away. And we'll talk about Kobe's shoes another time. But I just want to say this because I don't want to say this any other time. The three is one of the ugliest shoes I've ever seen in my life. But everything else about Kobe's <laughs> line is perfect. But you don't like the Kobe shoes. threes? What is that? A net? What is that? A mesh? I don't know what it's, that it's is. A, is it's a, a waffle. You call them the waffle Kobe's. Is that what they are? The waffle I, I, Kobe's. Yeah. I feel like I'm in a Waffle House, like beating myself up when I'm seeing it. It's terrible. It's one of the worst shoes ever. I'm oh, like, one, man. two. These are cut, great. You cut get to the show. Three, cut the show. I need, a new, co- I need a new co-host. <laughs> the, the, the three is, I don't care what anyone says. Look at that shoe and tell me you want to buy that shoe. I, 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 play, I, played, I played in that shoe in college. I had to get a pair. I had you played to. in the Kobe. Okay, all right. We're gonna I take a, a, a quick side break because I'm not. There's no way the Kobe threes are ever gonna make this list. I need uh, to hear this story about the Kobe three really quickly. Please tell me. I had to get a pair of Kobe threes. So yeah. I was, you know, just back in in college, I was looking anywhere I can. Like I love sneakers, so I'm like, yeah. all right, I gotta get something different. So I got the. I think I grabbed a pair of Kobe. Fives, the Kobe fives, the China versions, because I was USC, yeah. so they were red, white, and gold. And then yeah. I was like, "Man, I need to get a pair of Kobe threes. Um, so then I went to, I believe it was Riff, Riff LA, my guys over there, Jeff at Riff. Shout out to Jeff. Um, he okay. he was able to hook me up with a pair of Kobe threes, the white and and the black pair, just a, just a simple pair. But they're just they're fire. The 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 grip is good. I love the waffle design on them, and then the swoosh on the side is is also is also dope. If anyone is out there and they're like, please message, let me know I'm not alone in thinking that the Kobe threes were a huge mistake. Or if you're on Jordan's side, let me know if I'm making a huge mistake because I think they're one of the most atrocious basketball shoes <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Where I'm like, what? I think when Kobe saw that, he was like. I don't care. I'll play in anything. It doesn't matter. So <laughs> sidebar over about the Kobe three, because that's it. I don't I don't even <laughs> want to pretend that exists. The Kobe Nets, Fish Nets, whatever. Uh, back to the Adidas Pro model. This is the last thing we're going to say about the good old Adidas Pro model. Um, it wasn't as popular at first. Then they worked out the kinks and then eventually became more popular in the 70s. Mm. And uh it wasn't very cheap shoe it was kind of expensive because of the premium quality but right. it was worn by george jervin rick barry bob Berga, and rick barry and george jervin are two of the biggest uh, right. players of their time i mean even though rick barry was doing the underhand grandma he was still the yeah. man yeah 90 percent. that's all i'm saying and yeah you can't argue with the numbers can't, you, can't you can't argue with that at all i mean it made me even want to do it uh, yeah. But the thing that was crazy about this shoe, which is interesting, is that anyone wanting the colorways of their shoes was out of luck because those were PE exclusive. So I think this is the first shoe where you could not get what the uh, athletes wore because mm-hmm. it was only mm-hmm. specifically made for them. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm lucky because I have a professional athlete right here. And I want to ask him, how big are PE exclusives to you guys? Uh, PE exclusives are huge. So they're they're really um, – some of them are exclusive to to some of the player, the athletes that are signed to certain brands. 
And right. you see guys like DeMar DeRozan, who has all these signature Kobe's, Devin Booker, that ha- they're, yeah. they're all able to get these Kobe 5 customs that uh, not a lot of people are able to get anymore or, or ever. And so yeah. if you're able to break out a pair of shoes on a court that nobody has, you know, just mentally that like, that makes you feel like I ah, ain't nobody else going to be rocking these. I, I know for a fact, nobody else is going to have these. And, and then that just, you know, helps you become a PJ Tucker King uh, sneaker King on the court and stuff like that. So PEs are, are pretty dope because you know nobody else will have them. PJ Tucker is not uh like uh he he's just acquiring his second hand, right? Like he's just saying, "Hey, I play with Devin. Devin, let me get your <laughs> I mean, like he's not he doesn't have a I mean, he's got a he's he's like second hand market. He's not getting them straight off the press, right? No, nah, PJ Tucker has, I'm sure he has many connects. Hopefully we can get him on this show and, you know, kind of discuss how he's able to pull off what he, what he, what he does. Um, yeah. I, I mean, some of the things being able to, to hoop on the court in a pair of shoes that at resale value are going for 20,000. It's, it's just crazy. So, you know, hopefully we can get PJ on this show and, and discuss a couple of things in his closet. Are there any PEs that you have seen that you want to play in? Like, I know for one that I always see mentioned all the time on sneaker shows in general is Ray Allen's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the the 13s, the green and white yeah. ones, right? Yep. Yeah. I'd say either Ray Allen or or Mike Bibby. I feel like oh, those Mike two Bibby. connected yeah. connected with Jordan Brand. I feel like they have uh, two some of the most like exclusive PEs that I can yeah. think of. What's a shoe that you would want your own PE of? If I could have my own PE of a shoe I, on on race piece, like him having his own race sign on the tongue, I mm-hmm. think I could do something with my nickname, uh, J-Mac, uh, on the tongue. Mm-hmm. Something like that would be dope. Um, and then just creating a unique colorway of the shoe, I think, would be fire in the, with a patent leather. Okay. <laughs> All right. If I that's a you know let me about, ask myself what, that question. Yeah, what, yeah. yeah what, what would what would be your signature shoe? What would be my signature shoe? And what shoe would I do it with? Oh, I know what shoe would I do it with. And this is old school. This is this is this is gonna let you know that I would never play basketball in these shoes. Uh, the CB, uh, the ones with the Raptor teeth, Charles Barkley's uh, uh, first shoe. Okay. Uh, I would do it with those. <laughs> and why would I do it with those? Because those shoes were like perfect shoes for fat kids. I was like, that's the perfect shoe for a fat kid. When you see that shoe, you're like, all right, I know this kid is carrying some extra weight. <laughs> so I will put that on, I will put that on the shoe. I will put the hefty, hefty or, or like husky <laughs> on the shoe. That's what I would get. <laughs> all right. I that's can what, see that. I thought, I thought you yeah. was going to say Kobe threes for a minute. No, I was never. Oh my God, the Kobe three. Wow. I was like, I remember when I first saw the Kobe three. I was like, is that a net? What the hell is that? A griddle? I don't know what that is. Yeah. Now, you know what? Now that I think about it, if you did a Kobe three and made it look like an actual waffle and had like some syrup drizz- like drizzled on it, that'd be kind of dope. I maybe. think I could pull that off. Yeah. May okay. Yeah. Maybe if you if you did that, but I mean, like the gray version of it, just the the color was. It was like God. Why? It looks so. Oh man. It's like. 
what blind person needs basketball sneakers and he needs braille on this shoe like it, there was a lot of confusion when i saw that shoe <laughs> again the kobe 3 keeps it's just it has i have strong feelings about the kobe 3 i don't i mean <laughs> Man. Okay, so we're gonna do our last shoe of the old times. Uh, you know, we're gonna return back to Converse. We're gonna go to the Converse weapon, mm-hmm. and I think this shoe is a remarkable shoe, just based on the marketing campaign and also based on the idea of who wore these shoes. I mean, every big player wore these shoes, other than Jordan. Basically, um, their marketing was choose your weapon. Um, and it was worn by two of the biggest players in the game. It was worn by Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. Even Isaiah Thomas wore them. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm forgetting his name. He was on the. He's on the team with Larry Bird. Kevin McHale. Yeah. Um, I mean, everybody was wearing these shoes. I'm trying to think just off of the top of my head. Has there ever been a time? Where the two biggest players in the game were wearing the same shoe, I not, I wouldn't say in this day of age, no, because you know, right? Yeah, all these big time athletes have their own signature shoe, and there's not a, a main common shoe that's, you know, worn between players, uh, top players. Uh, so I, you'd probably have to date back to maybe just a couple years after this shoe, but nah, this is one of the only shoes that you would get any um, top athletes of the game wearing the same shoe. And that right there is amazing (laughs) to go from Converse was realizing they're losing their dominance. Mm -hmm. And at this point in the eighties, this is their last gasp where they're going, all right, let's sign everyone we can and get them to this shoe and see if we can make a big push into the eighties. But at this point, Nike came along, Adidas came along uh, I mean, Reebok was going to come in a couple of years and it was just too late, but it still is a monumental thing to think you have two players in the NBA finals. I think one's MVP one year, one's MVP the next year, and they're mm-hmm. wearing the exact same shoe, just a different colorway, which yeah. automatically would be a huge selling point. Um, so this shoe came out in 1986, came out in two colorways, matched the kit colors of teams. So you could actually get, I guess, get the PE exclusive <laughs> of the, you get the French licks or, you know, you can get the magics. Uh, it had a leather construction, it's not a breathable shoe. It's a heavy shoe, like a yeah. lot of 80 shoes are, um, but it did feature, you know, premium quality material. Uh, they re-released this shoe and I did not know this and Kobe Bryant wore them a really? couple of times this is when he was a sneaker free agent and they were like hey you know remember every he was wearing so many different shoes he's wearing right these yeah uh, he was wearing everything and he wore this a couple of times and i tried to find images of it but hopefully we can throw that up and show uh, kobe in the converse weapon laker colors mm-hmm. andre miller wore this in 2002 but that kind of makes sense because andre miller has a very <laughs> basic man game and, yeah. and like his he has game old, like old school game he has an old school yeah. game the shoes yeah. the shoes fit his game and that's the what shoes that's fit. what players look for uh you know they look for a shoe that that fits their playing style yeah and i i see the converse weapon and i go yeah i can see andre miller uh 
And Andre Miller to me was, you know, a huge part of my childhood. Uh, I love the Lakers, but I could only afford Clippers tickets. Uh, <laughs> so I saw a lot of Clippers games. This is the Olawa Candy era. You know, mm-hmm. this is this is you know when they were not what they are now. Uh, right. You know, um, these shoes were also retroed by designer uh, John Varvados. Mm-hmm. And 2002, and I think he has a couple more uh, versions of them coming out. Um, at this point, I think you have people like rock stars wearing these shoes. I looked up, I saw Axel Rose was wearing these shoes and, and the Guns and Roses video. So this is the biggest shoe of its day. The only problem is Michael Jordan came out with a shoe next year that is the biggest <laughs> shoe of all time. That's the only problem. If you think right, that's really. the only downfall. So wait, when you say retro, what do you mean by retro? Explain to those that don't know what retro means. Ah, uh, yes. So uh, retro means that they find a sneaker with a history or an importance, mm-hmm. and they come back out with it, and they bring it back out. And generally, they try to make it come back out exactly the same way sometimes mm-hmm. in more recent history they don't use the same materials or they redesign them in a way and this shoe the converse weapon when they brought it back it's not exactly the same shoe i don't know if you want to call it a retro or mm-hmm. protro because they're using it's not really for i don't know it's like they're using this new kind of uh foam technology in the yeah. shoe and they're not giving us the exact same shoe but using a retro you know, it's vintage. You're bringing back the same shoe, right. you're retroing it. You know, like when throwbacks came back in the day. <laughs> it's like you know, you you want the thing that you had there, but right. it's it's like a new version that they have of this shoe right now. It's called a CX remodel, and mm-hmm. I'm not really sure what that means. What it means is that it's not the same shoe. It's got a thicker heel. Um, it looks more like a platform shoe, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. and you know. How do you feel about shoes when they don't do retros right? It's it's tough, you know, like you obviously you want the shoe to be the same if you're going to call it a retro, but mm-hmm. when it doesn't come out the same, it just it's not the same. So it, it's tough to call it a, re- a retro. I think that's when they, you know, refer to it as uh that protro that you said or mm-hmm. there's a they've also called they've called uh shoes lately that they released, they remastered it. They call them that. Remastered, yeah. Um, so it's it's just sometimes it's it's tough to duplicate a shoe uh, from back in the day, especially with the technology there is now. Um, you know, they try their best, but sometimes it just doesn't work out. I mean, sometimes it's a deliberate choice. Like I know you're a big Jordan head, and you like mm-hmm. it better with the Nike Air on the back versus yeah. the Jumpman. Yeah. And for years though, they were doing the Jumpman on the back. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I know they that do that. Yeah, they they try to they try to stay away from those retro releases where they put the Nike Air and uh, a lot of the re-release shoes they do do the Jumpman sign just to kind of I guess you could say keep that exclusive uh, exclusiveness of the shoes of the retros. And I wonder what the choice of that is. I mean, we've definitely got to get a shoe designer from Nike uh, uh, to talk about why that is that they choose to retro the shoe. Right. With certain details that weren't there before, mm-hmm. you know, because it, it really it it can't just be a cost. I mean, obviously, premium leather is a huge deal. Um, but I mean, mm-hmm. you know, like when I think of the Jordan, because he's the most retro shoot of all time, it's like right. 
Sometimes it looks like they're just do, like there's a guy in a room and he goes, just pick that one because it'll really piss him off. He's like, right. I bet you they still buy it. I, it feels they, like that, doesn't they, it? They for sure do. <laughs> like they come out with the most outrageous colorways and they're like, it doesn't matter. Put it out there. Yeah. We'll do another one <laughs> next week. Like it, the, the amount of the amount of shoes that Jordan comes out with and some of these colorways are just they're just ridiculous. But people still buy them. That's what I'm saying. He's just sitting there with like his two kids, and he's like, "Which one do you like, sweetheart?" And she's like, "I like right. the pink one." And he's like, "You heard the girl. Get the pink one up there." Or they're they're throwing darts. They're just yeah. That's the that's the one. That's the one. I want the vomit color one. <laughs> so uh, the Converse weapon have been remodeled into a CX version. Uh, this is a favorite shoe of a lot of '80s players and. A lot of 80s players love high ankle support. We talked about it with the Reebok Omni. Mm-hmm. We talked about the Adidas Pro model. This is another shoe with heavy ankle support. I mean, a big ankle support. It's a heavy sneaker for sure because it's a rubber sole. So it's going to be a heavy shoe. Right. Um, you know, I believe Isaiah did wear these when he won his first championship as well. Uh Back then, shoes really didn't feature a lot of color. So, like, you know, when you got to the Adidas Pro model, you could just have those stripes that would be different. But this time, this certain parts of the shoe had more color. So, you can green and white, yellow, or yellow and purple. Mm -hmm. And that featured even more color. So, at this point, we went from vanilla kind of black and white chucks or white chucks to the three stripes and that being differently. To now we're getting to the part where a lot of the shoe is more color. Right. And I think that might also have to do with the advent of basketball games being televised, where mm-hmm. the shoes matter because people now are looking at the right. whole entire uniform and it's not all in black and white. So what does it matter what color it is if I'm mm-hmm. seeing everything in sepia toned or whatever? But like, right. you know, now you know, like, oh, okay, that's this team or you know, you're looking at it and you're going, all right, that's, I, w- I want the yellow and purple one version of them because I like those better. So I think, mm-hmm. I think that's an advent of the, of, uh, you know, color getting into shoes is because of just colored televisions and, yeah. that, and things going up that way. Yeah, definitely. Um, and because, and, and at the time the NBA, believe it or not, was struggling to get viewers and fans to watch the games. And so, you know, you add a little bit more color, um, and that and that definitely helps a lot. Uh, I remember uh, one of the classes I took in like middle school or high school. Um, the reason why you know stop signs and, and red lights are red is because that triggers uh, you mm-hmm. know some, something in your brain to stop or you know look at it right away. And so you add color to shoes on the court to guys playing basketball, and you're like, I got I got to see what's going on here. You know, they're wearing other color than black and white so mm-hmm. uh, adding color to sneakers definitely um can add to you know viewers and fans and we started to see that later on i mean i think you know that advent in color became i could think we've talked about this a little bit too with us where uh the next big jump in color in my head became uh so after after this we talked about the kamikazes mm-hmm. and then that was a crazy shoe and then after that i would say the next out of this world shoe for me that that really popped in my head was jordan's 11s mm-hmm. and the patent leather on that where it was like it was like is that a spaceship what is that on his feet <laughs> and right then but the biggest shoe of my lifetime that i know for a fact started a whole entire color wave 
and it's I mean, I'm only ever seeing P.J. Tucker playing them. I've seen LeBron walk in the stadium in them, and that's Kanye West, uh, Air Yeezy's, uh, the Red Octobers, where everyone after that was just wearing the color red. It was yeah. like, that was it. <laughs> right. Everyone wanted yeah. red. It was like everyone became a blood from the ankle down. Right. And then as far as the NBA wearing like multi-color shoes and shoes that you know didn't pertain to the team's colorway – I think the NBA got rid of that rule. Uh, it was only a couple of years ago. Up until then, mm-hmm. the only time guys would wear like colors that didn't relate to their color, their shoe color, their team colorways was Christmas, and that's why Christmas Day mm-hmm. and Christmas uh, Christmas Day week shoe releases were so big. And because you got these top signature athletes wearing these vibrant color shoes for these Christmas games and. That didn't happen until I'm not sure what year that was exactly, but it, it was fairly recent in the NBA. Do you have, I mean, Christmas is getting closer. You've already got a couple of ideas mm-hmm. for yours, right? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm working on it. Uh, it's, right, it's, a matter, it. it's, it's a matter of how, how I'm going to get them, but I got, I got oh. something that works. <laughs> okay, okay. Are you guys playing Christmas Day or the day after? I think we play the, I believe we play the day after. Okay, so you've yeah. got you've got a time you got time for Santa to drop that that box yeah, right there. To yeah, get right. hopefully he makes it down the chimney and you know leaves us a little something under the tree. Do you have a favorite uh, Christmas Day sneaker? Favorite Christmas Day sneaker of all time, Ugh. I would say i'd go with probably the grinches i think that's true is is, is very unique you know for it I to agree. go with the movie and the colorway like get that vibrant green and then being able to change the laces to red or keep the green i think i think that's one of the all-time great uh christmas releases i agree with you i i disagree with you on the kobe threes but i <laughs> definitely agree with you on those are the best all-time uh christmas day worn sneakers uh and you have a pair, obviously, right? No, I don't actually. I don't. You don't? I used, I, I used to, but now I, I didn't get the the retro, the re-release. Uh, yeah, I didn't get the retro. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't either. I missed out on those. And every day, I saw a guy on the train wearing them, and I was like, I was just fantasizing. <laughs> it was like I missed out. I took so many L's. I took L's on sneakers. I took L's yeah. on on every app. It was like, oh, man, yeah, that was the worst. It, it get it gets tough out there, man. It gets it gets real tough. <laughs> yeah i mean that was uh that was like that was the hardest because it was covid and mm-hmm. it was like all i want is these shoes god please <laughs> i don't need security let me have these shoes <laughs> couldn't get them could not get them. i was dying man yeah that was a, that was a tough l to take for sure <laughs> I went to Dick Sporting Goods. I don't remember the last time I ever went to Dick Sporting Goods for anything. Like, 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 please tell me you guys have these coats. Please, is is Dick here? Can I talk to him? <laughs> I missed out on them before, and now I want them. <laughs> I mean, we come all the way from Chuck Taylors all the way up to the Kobe uh, Grinches, and I mean, like you know, and I wonder what they're going to do with colors eventually. You know, later on. Now we even have shoes that have no color; they're see through, and right. you can see the sock. In the sh- in the shoe, I mean, right. you know, who it's knows crazy. where we're headed with sneakers in the future? Man, your sock gonna be your sneaker. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be. Yeah, it's like what's what's that? It's like oh, my shoes are visible. You can't even right. see it. You know? <laughs> the invisible, just the just the sock. Yeah. Um, 
yeah that's it that's our old school retro episode for today uh i got nothing else i want to cover i'm alexander Payne. uh jordan where can they find you at you can find me on uh, all social media platforms at it's mclaughlin 11 no spaces no caps just at it's mclaughlin 11 no cap you can find me alexander no Payne. Alex Payne Comedy uh, on Instagram and alexanderpainecomedy.com. The next episode is going to be exciting, man. The next episode is uh, we're covering what some people consider today's GOAT, but uh, we're going to do this. It's going to be fun. For sure. Always is. Let's sign off. Uh, Jordan, can't wait to do it again on Tuesday. See you, brother. Yes, sir. Later.